Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Well, welcome to Growing in the Gospel. This is Father Zach. And believe it or not, we're actually getting close to Thanksgiving and Advent and all that stuff. So it's really powerful Gospels we've had the past few weeks with the rich man. We had James and John last week you know, asking to said the right and left of Jesus. And here, this week, we, we journey into Mark 10, 46 through 52 with the story of Bartimaeus, the blind man, which is all of us. We're all blind. And this is one of my favorite gospels because there's so much going on. Just encourage you to call upon the Holy Spirit, pull up some friends, pull up some Bibles, get out your catechism, really go deep with this particular gospel and place yourself in the gospel. You know, we should always be Calm our minds and calm our hearts before we read the scriptures. As we hear in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. And spending time in silence so we can truly hear the, the word cleanse our hearts. And then also making sure that we're asking the Lord to reveal to us our own blindness. As a priest, I'm always saying, Lord, where am I blind and how am I blind to where the people are at? Because it's frustrating as a priest uh, to not see people on fire with the Holy Spirit. It's frustrating as a priest to see, not see many people going to confession. But it's also more the reason to pray and die to self so he can work through me more clearly and more purely and more efficaciously. So again, our gospel is Mark 10, 46 through 52, which begins with, as Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped. Call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, get up, Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, sprang up, and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him in reply, Why do you want, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, Master, I want to see. Jesus told him, Go, out, go your way, your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. So a beautiful gospel that we have this particular weekend as we head closer and closer to Christmas, as we head closer and closer to Advent. And as we look at this particular gospel, we have to know that in, our, in spiritual traditions, blindness is always that inability to notice, understand, and to integrate the spiritual dimension of life. With this, without the ability to see, we have no true wealth. And when we live without faith. We are our poverty. You know, we live in poverty. And as Christians, our begging blindness is not for spiritual sensitivity in general. It's for spiritual revelation of the death and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. So, because we are blind to this revelation that it is us that are sitting by the roadside, and this road out of Jericho that leads to Jerusalem, the place where revelation of death and resurrection will take place. And we need to go along in order to see. We have to go to Jerusalem. We have to go to Jerusalem. If you get anything out of this preparation, we have to go to Jerusalem in order to see. But only Jesus can move us from 
our stationary lukewarmness off the road to a following to following behind him on the road. So I just want you to ask yourself, what are the obstacles in your life that are not allowing you to live and see as God sees, to see reality as it truly is? Or are you seeing it through the news? Or are you seeing it through social media or sports? What is blinding you? Because there are always obstacles to overcome. Welcome to Christianity. Here we go. But mercy offends those who are stuck in their moderate ways. And our blindness will be permanent if we stay away from mercy, stay away from confession, stay away from mass, stay away from prayer. And everyone who begs from the heart for sight is heard by the clear-sighted one. Do you know anybody who sees more clearly than Jesus? I don't. We have to know that he is a clear-sighted one. And we already know that our old life of blindness is over when Jesus raises you and I off the ground. And maybe you can relate to that. You feel like you're on the ground. You're thinking, I am so tired of not being able to get it. I'm so tired. And it, that courage, the courage to get up comes from the call of Jesus, and he's always calling us to get up, right? And it lightens us enough to spring toward Jesus and our new life of sight begins. And it's a life of discipline. And that discipline will lead to freedom. And as he opens our eyes more, he's going to call us to deeper revelations of the crosses other people are carrying. When we do small groups, when we do Bible studies, when we go to adoration. And we have to know that we have to be driven to see the Son of God. So in this particular gospel... Jesus goes to Jericho, and Jericho is the lowest of the low. It's also where the walls of Jericho fell, so just kind of know that. And Bartimaeus is a blind beggar, and he's sitting on the side of the road, and he hears Jesus coming, right? He's silent. Are you spending time in silence every day, reflecting on Jesus? Where am I blind? Or where am I blind to you? And how are you calling me to reveal your goodness to others in my words, actions, and prayers this day? Why don't we just take a moment of silence and do that right now? Jesus, where are you revealing yourself to me? And where am I blind to you? And where are you calling me to present the good news to others? And now those who were with Jesus, the disciples, and that great multitude, when they heard that it was, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he said, Eleis on me, Jesus, Eleis on me, or have mercy on me. He's begging. We do that at Mass. Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison. And many began to rebuke him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Eleis on me, son of David, have mercy on me, right? Do we rebuke other people who are trying to present the gospel? Are we trying to silence the truth? Because Jesus stopped because he is the still point that we desire, and we know he is a still point. And when we stop and be still with him, 
there's an immense peace. Do you stop for those who are poor and downtrodden or do you drive past them and walk past them? The gospel's lived out when we actually apply it to our lives, right? We're done with the gospel when we live it. And it never gets old. And Jesus stopped and called him and he calls you. He's calling you and me. He says, take heart, rise, knowing that he's calling you. And after the word you, do you hear your name? Take heart, rise, he is calling you Sarah. He is calling you John. He's calling you Nathan. He is calling you James, right? And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And that cloak as a poor man is everything he owned. The courage to start a new life and to get in line and go to Jerusalem with Jesus. Jesus saying, get in line. And he asked that Jesus asked him a question, you know, what do you, James, Sarah, Robert, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Master, I want to see you. Let me... Let me receive my sight. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, like at a snap of fingers, he received his sight and followed him on the way. Do you believe Jesus could work that same miracle in your life? I believe he can. And I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the life, death, and resurrection, the sacraments, the life of the church, he can do it. Be not afraid to allow Jesus to do immediate things in your life. But then you got to go to Jerusalem. you got to go to where it hurts. And there's pain. And he'll reveal to you why. You are going through your own pains and struggles. And also why he went through his for you. The song I'm going to close with is called Why This Had to Be by Joe Zambone. That's a good question. Why, Lord? Why do I have to go to Jerusalem? Why do I have to follow you? Why are people so lukewarm in their faith? Why do people not care? Let's go there by listening to this closing song. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You don't know where I'm broken You don't know where I'm breaking You don't know my dear mother You don't know where I've been hiding Slice.
it's not easy And I could die here Wrapped up in me As if I was only with you.